What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. I'm back, baby. Yeah, that's right. Took off all last week for a nice little uh, fishing expedition out in New York City, uh, and I got to uh, I got a chance to sit and break bread with my man here, Adam Ronas, because our game got rained out. Adam, what's up, man? Rain out. I don't know. Did you go to any games during the week after that? No, um, the weather was not good. I almost went the next day to the first game of the double dip, but I wound up not going. So, yeah, I mean, I when we were talking on the pod last week, you know, it was early, but I'm like, yeah, weather's not looking good. And then as we got closer, it certainly was looking bad. And it took a while for the Mets to postpone the game. We all actually decided, like, in the afternoon, like, let's just meet up in the city and get dinner. Cause I don't think it's going to be played. And then I think they finally canceled it around. Was it like three, four o'clock, but you could see during the weather that they were not going to be able to play it. There was no window. So it's unfortunate, but you know, we had a good time meeting up in the city, getting some food and drinks and hanging out for a bit. So uh, always good to see you. Right. Dinner at Tao. That was a uh, uh, shout out to Ani for picking the, uh, the spot. It was, uh, it was me. It was Adam. It was Ani Streeter producer over at, uh, of the fantasy alarm show at Sirius XM. Uh, and our good friend, Adam Lorber, who's just back from uh, a vacation, uh, in Denmark himself. Um, great food. I was, oh, I'll tell you, man, that was, uh, I got the Mongolian beef at Tao. I gotta tell you folks, that is a winner. How was your salmon? It was good. <laughs> I, I like salmon. It's healthy for you. And especially <laughs> some places make it really good. So nah, I enjoyed it. Uh, the banana pudding was really good. The banana pudding was really good. I had a couple of spoonfuls of that. No doubt. No doubt. Well, oh, baby. All right. Well, you're going to, you know, I had, I had Jim try to catch me up a little bit on the fantasy alarm show, but yeah, I, I, yeah. It was really weird, man. I I legit went the entire week, Adam, without doing any baseball. Like, I didn't look at anything during the week. I didn't watch any games. I didn't even, like, look at news reports. I took your advice, right? And I just I went full vacation mode. Well, wait, that was, that was not my advice. My advice was for you not to work. I can't go that many days and not look at anything. I would I would have to check the box doors. Like if I'm on vacation, even with like a female, when she's going to sleep or late at night, I'm on my phone or the next day, I gotta look at every box score every day. I have to. So <laughs> I, I just honestly I can't. It's like a sickness. Um I have to know what's going on. Uh I did it when I when I went on a cruise. I bought the internet package. I make sure to check every day. When I was in um, Barcelona and Ibiza, yeah, because that was June, so baseball was going on. I have to, man. I just have to know what's going on. Yeah, I didn't. I, you know, I just I, I was too busy running around the city eating. Yeah, I seen some of the picks: bagels, pizza, hot dogs. Oh, it was great. It was great, and you'll, you'll be proud <laughs> my friend. Of no, my friend read Roman list. He's like, "Yo, that's funny." So Howard's going to like eating bagels pizza and all this garbage food then he meets up with lee sand and he gets a cob salad <laughs> i was like yeah because lee sand's not eating that shit well i mean listen i could have gone i could have gone something fatty and uh and and delicious over at uh at bryant park grill i could have done that if i nah, wanted you to you were but... just like uh, i better eat healthier front of her or she's gonna kick my ass no, it had, you know what? It had nothing to do with that. It had okay. everything. It had everything to do with the fact, in all honesty, 
that I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go back to the hotel in between lunch and, uh, and, and going to the show that night. And the last thing I want to do is like sit there with the rumbly bumblies while I'm at a show. I, I'm not sitting down in the bathroom at, uh, at, at Madison Square Garden. No way. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had to do right by myself there. I had to fix things up a little bit. So, yeah, I did the Cobb set. Come on. What's wrong? One healthy. I'm allowed one healthy meal, right? Um, I would like you to have more than that. But, yeah, definitely. You don't why you don't want me around that long. Why? Why wouldn't I want you around for? Why would I, I want know. you to go? Well, you could take. Who am I gonna have to, okay, then who who replaces you on this podcast? Who do I have to work with? Anybody you like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't you realize that. You I thought it was like a hand picked up. Oh, next guy up on the food chain. Yeah, but you're gonna do a podcast without him. No, it's it's a matter of who you want to do it. That's listen. That's the only reason you're on this podcast because I chose you. Oh, thank you. That is just Aww. that is just so. It makes me feel so good. You get the warm fuzzies inside. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I just felt the tingle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So let's talk about some of the things that I missed over the weekend. I mean, listen. No, don't get me wrong. I went through on Sunday night. I went through my teams and I looked and saw what my guys had done throughout the week. And I looked up all the injuries and stuff like that. And, uh, and, and I made, made a, a, a fab move or two. It wasn't anything crazy. Cause my teams are actually, my teams are playing well. There didn't seem to be anything outlandish that I needed to do. I don't really have guys on my team who I'm like, yeah, I totally want to drop this guy. Right. I mean, I'm still we're still at it, not even through the first month of the season. I'm not going to give up on somebody. I'll bench somebody, but I'm not going to give up on anybody. Um, so I did that and I worked out some fab, of course, because of course, because because I like the the schmuck that I am, uh, didn't realize that Eloy Jimenez is the new fucking Byron Buxton. Uh, I was going to say uh, that, man, that dude is just it's fucking sickening with this guy now. I mean. You know, it's every year it's fucking something and it's significant. And I'm disgusted with him right now. I'm horrified, dude. I'm absolutely horrified. I took him in the main event, second straight year. I mean, it's just uh, I have him in late, late my labor team. I have him, Teoscar Hernandez, um, Andrew Heaney. Andrew Heaney, I picked up last week, put him in the lineup. He didn't even pitch. Zero. Alex Cobb in that league. Like, I, I, it, this is like history is repeating itself. And this is something that you have to look at. It's a good lesson for people because some people look and they're like, oh, my God, why am I so far behind? The one thing I like that RT Sports does is when you go to standings, they tell you how many at-bats you have. In labor right now, I have 615 at-bats. The team with the most has 772. How am I supposed to be competitive that way? And that team, here's the thing, too. Okay, so they have, what, 100 and about 150, 160 more bats than me. They have 91 runs. I have 74. They have 23 homers. I have 19. They have 89 RBIs. I have 84. So I'm not that far behind. If I had the at-bats, I might be past that team. So that's the way I have to look at that team. I'll go, okay, I'm way behind in at-bats. Hopefully they catch up. Because remember, this is a weekly league. So I'm getting guys hurt on Monday and Tuesday, and now I'm stuck with them for the week. Um, Because, yeah, Tyler Stevenson, another guy. I think that was early last week. So nothing from him. Teoscar Hernandez, 
now Jimenez, um, like I said, Heaney, Cobb, Trevino, like all these guys going down. But when I looked at the at-bats, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. I'm like way behind. I mean, the next most second to I'm last, obviously I'm dead last. The next highest 688. So I'm way behind. Even between that team, I'm like 80 at-bats behind the next highest. That is a lot. I'm not going to be able to be anywhere in counting stats. And of course, runs one, home runs four, RBI six, steals three. My pitching is the is keeping me afloat. Pitching I have 50 is a 12-team league. So, and like there's nothing I can do. You can say, oh, well, you probably have part-time players. I, I really don't. Maybe there's a couple in there, but oh, I think, yeah, Yuli Gurriel I have. Remember, he was out for a few days because of a paternity or one of those. I don't know. I get what he was, but um, yeah, man, it's just so frustrating, man. But there's nothing I could do. It's a weekly league. It's not like it's daily. So, yeah, when you're looking at things like that now, you, that kind of can explain some things. And I have to go, all right, hopefully there's teams that are getting that positive luck where they're not getting it now. I'm on the negative side, and I'm hoping that it starts to even out and I get back up there. But it's just frustrating. When I looked at that, I was like, geez, man. And, you know, a lot of sites don't do that. So you don't even know. You'd have to, like, really go in depth and break it down. But that's the one thing I, I like that RT Sports does that because I look at it. I was like, wow, I'm way behind in at-bats. And as for pitching, I'm kind of up there in innings. You know, I have this third most innings pitched. So that's why my pitching is doing good. I mean, obviously, ERA and whip, it's not more pitches you have, the better. They have to be good. But, yeah, that's one thing I know. I was like, man, this is brutal. But, yeah, Eloy Jimenez on that team. I mean, it's just uh, six to eight weeks, man, with a hamstring. Come on. Yeah, and and apparently Jim spoke to uh, to Rick Hahn, the uh, general manager of the White Sox, and said that that's a uh, that that's that's a best case scenario. He says right, and we talk about that whenever they tell you. I'm always gonna go. Well, he's gonna be out longer. Yeah, that's not good. It's not good. I'm very bummed about that. Did you see Buxton's walk off homer this weekend? I mean. Again, <laughs> even you want to see 130 healthy games out of him, right? Everybody wants to see 130 games out of him. I'm not I, like that's the thing. It's a huge misconception. People think I'm against Byron Buxton. I'm rooting for the guy. I like the guy. I'm just saying that in fantasy, you cannot expect him to play a full season because of his track record. That's that's the only thing that I say about him. Are you that's gonna, negative? Are you going to have that opinion now of Eloy? I might have to, man. It's really yeah. dude's played really 100 games one time, man. It's ridiculous. I mean, I know he's still young. He's 25, but geez, man. Um, and maybe his teammate Luis Robert too. The guy's always been banged up in the minors, and I know they say he's supposed to return tomorrow, but um, you know, dealing with the groin issue. I mean, the White Sox are just just absolutely battered by injuries. I mean, even um, uh. Liam Hendricks dealing with a little bit of a back issue. So I picked up uh, Kendall Graveman sneakily. No, I don't know. We'll find out if it's sneakily, but I'll, even if he gets a save or two this week, I'll take it for like, uh, I think 18 or $19 in a main event and it won by a buck. Oh, nice. Um, he's been bad. And I guess he complained of, you know, back bothering him. But man, yeah, the White Sox have just been hammered by injuries. Destro Dude, Giolito. Yeah, he uh, came back Lance yesterday. Lynn. He came back yesterday. I mean, I don't know if it's good or bad because in a weekly league, you couldn't get him back in because we weren't short at the beginning of the week. And I was like, right. I hope he doesn't like I didn't want him to go out there and, you know, get 15 strikeouts on my bench. I'm like, all right, just pitch out, do well, pitch healthy. And 
you know, four innings, four, it's a run, three walks, nine Ks. Okay, 76 pitches. Hopefully next time, 90 pitches, 95, and he's good to go. But, yeah, I mean, at least they got Giolito Giolito back pretty quickly because when that first happened, we're like, oh, no. So, yeah, and Lynn obviously out. Yeah, it's, it's brutal for them right now. It really is, and it's uh, it, it crushes me because I was so big, I was so high on the White Sox coming into the season. I think I took the White Sox to win uh, the American League again this year. So, no bueno, no bueno on that front. Yeah, that that bummed me out. I'm trying to think of some of the things that that I did get caught up on a little bit. I did see the uh, the Schwarber Angel Hernandez saga. That was uh, that was an entertaining rant, man. That was like. Um, you know, that was very Billy Martin-ish. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, Did you not no, see that? I saw it. I didn't think that pitch was that bad. Like, it was really a culmination of everything that happened. Of everything, yeah. And he just boiled over. And, you know, he even said, he's like, you've been calling horseshit from both sides all night long. I mean, yeah. I mean, Lauer had 13 strikeouts and, you know, his velocity's up, but you don't expect that from him. Nola had nine. You expect that from him. But yeah, one nothing game too. Uh, so yeah, I, I understand why Schwarber lost it, and I think you know it's Angel Hernandez, and we all know how bad he is, and it was on prominent display in the uh, ESPN Sunday night game. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So what else did I miss? Give me some, give me some big stuff that I missed. Is there any big stuff? Any closers lose their jobs that I should know about? Um, well, Anthony Bender's been banged up. Uh, he hasn't pitched, so I'm not sure what's going on there. I know Dylan Florio's on a rehab, but his velocity's been down. Um, Bednar and Stratton have kind of been splitting. Bednar got the save yesterday, but I think Stratton had the two previous ones. Uh, Lucas Sims came back for the Reds, immediately got their first save opportunity and converted it. So I would think he's the guy. And um, I know Daniel Bard, I guess, was bothered by a bad back. He hasn't pitched for a few days. Colomay got a save in there. Seattle, um, Paul Sewell was on the COVID list. And um, Munoz has looked really good. He's dominated. He People are starting to spend some money on him. I, I think that's still a committee. And you got Diego Castillo there and Steckenrider. Um, but Jorge Lopez has kind of established himself as the guy for the Orioles and uh I talked about him with Jim Bowden last week and Bowden said, yeah, he didn't really go to Baltimore camp and he found out about him a little bit too late, but the people he spoke with were pretty high on Lopez. Um, Cause I know people probably looked at him and said, Oh, it's the Orioles Lopez. I don't want to mess with it. Cause you know, it hasn't been that good, but he's looked really good this year. And I mean, he's probably gone in most leagues by now. Still don't know what's going on with Boston. Uh, Matt Barnes hasn't looked right. Uh, what's the left, uh, the left-hander that they have uh, Diekman was not good the other day. So don't know what's, what's going on with them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Oh, it looks like Pagan has established himself as the guy from Minnesota. He was actually still available in a couple leagues, um, but it looks like he's the guy now he's gotten their last couple saves. Really? Yeah. Emilio Pagan. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's, Oh, that's huge for me. in uh, in, in labor and now, that's huge for me. Oh, because you still time. have him because you took him when he was on the Padres, right? Because I, I yeah. yeah, I picked him up when he was with the Padres. So yeah, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Daniel Bard, David Bednar, and uh, and and Emilio Pagan looking looking pretty good for the saves department. Yeah, it's funny how that stuff changes like in the blink of an eye. Crazy, 
And, and Trevino's been out and, um, uh, you know, uh, they have this guy filling in who's pitched really well for them. And uh, people started spend, spending money on him. Oh, Jimenez? Yeah. So, I mean, I would think Trevino gets it back. He's on the COVID list. And I know they want to increase his, his value in a trade. Uh, so, I don't know. That's my guess. But we'll see. Okay. All right. So, I didn't miss too much there on the closer front. Although that that Emilio Pagan news is is delicious, thank you, Adam. You're just, such a, the the bearer of such good news. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't. It looks like he's the guy. He's gotten. I know he struggled in one of the save situations last week, but he got out of it. Um, there was a game I was watching with the Twins during the week, and it was the eighth inning of a one run game, and he was warming up, and then they scored a bunch of runs. It was not a safe situation, so he didn't come in. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe he's not the closer, but. Um, he did come in in a safe situation Thursday and through an inning, one walk, two K's got the save on only nine pitches. And then on Friday, so back to back days, he came in, got another save, although it was a little bit of a struggle. He gave up a hit, two walks and threw 34 pitches, but he did get the save. All right. All right. Look at that. I, I tell you what, man, I, I, I can dig it. I mean, listen, it's a bit of a bizarre world that. Um, you know, Buxton is the, the, the greatest player of all time right now. And, uh, and, and all my closers are panning out. So it's a bit of a bizarre world here right now for me. Um, I'll tell you what, Jim was, was totally rubbing it in about Buxton today on the show because Rocco Baldelli, the, uh, the manager for the twins, huge fish guy, huge fish guy. Um, and so Jim was pleased as punch to be like, yep. The one of the most knowledgeable fish fans in all of baseball declared Byron Buxton the greatest player. I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> Leave me alone on that. We'll see. We'll see. I I'll take the over under there on uh on on I'll take the uh the the under on the 130 games still. We're still on that run, but well, well I mean, look, when he had that injury. It looked like, oh, shoot, he's going to miss some time. He pounded Missed the Missed a week. Yeah, and he came back without an IL stick. Because I was like, wait, why aren't they putting him on the IL? I was like, okay. But then he came back. The first day he came back, I think he came back Thursday. And then Friday he was off. And I was like, I remember being on the air with Jim. I'm like, yo, what the hell is going on, man? And then because they said it was a planned off day. I said, Jim, you buying this? He's like, yeah, probably the medical staff and all that. I'm like, Okay. I mean, I get it. He just came back there being cautious. Fine. But I was like, hmm. But then he absolutely crushed a bomb yesterday. Um, yes, he definitely did. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, listen, this is gonna be this is gonna be wait, an ongoing. Wait, I have a question. Sure. I have a question for you. So you do this um this one and done contest for fantasy long that I participated in. Oh yeah, thank you so how, much. You how got, does that scoring how does the scoring work? I don't get it. DraftKings scoring for the uh, for the day. You get the DraftKings points? Yes. So why doesn't it say that on the sheet? Oh, because it's just you get one point if you win. You just you we we score it based on like you oh, know how whoever the, scores the most points that day gets a point? Yes. Oh, because I was like, wait, Ty France fucking crushed it on Friday. Why does it say four? <laughs> he was five for six with <laughs> he crushed it. Oh, okay. Oh, that's how it works. Okay. For those of you who don't know, on the Fantasy Alarm Show, we do a pick to click. 
uh, on, you know, Monday for Tuesday's games, Tuesday for Wednesday's games and on and on and on. Uh, and we pick uh, we pick a player. It's straight up DraftKings scoring. And if your guy beats the other three guys that were picked, uh, then you get a point and you get a point if you beat the field. And we just kind of run it through through that way. Um, so while I was away, I had Fenstey and, and Adam uh, making picks for me. So, yeah, you killed it with uh, with Ty France. Did you take Bryce Harper or was that a Fenstey pick? No, that was Fenstey. OK, of course, so he you goes guys- for he you know, he, he played a concern. Let me take one of the best players. <laughs> Let me take the underdog. Yeah. You know, at least I went a gamble a little bit. Ian Happ, Ozuna in France and France crushed it. So are um, you gambling when you take the hottest player in baseball? Well, no. I mean, France was not. It was really the last two days. Yeah, it was. I mean, he was good before then, but and I it was a lefty on the mound. That's why. But still, no one else thought to take him. No, dude. Listen, I loved it. I loved it because listen, I I just don't want to finish last. I mean, obviously, I want to win. Before, so. Yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, I I just I was looking at the scoring. I'm like, wait, I thought they were using DraftKings points. Why are there threes and twos? I didn't get it. Okay, now I get it. Now you get it. Yeah. Now, how do you feel? How do you feel about about the uh, the punishment that you just committed to? If well, we I mean, I just, did I have a choice? I sure. think it's wrong. You could have you could have said right from the start, I cannot make this pick because I don't want to take a pie. Yeah, in the face okay. And then lose. I would have gotten ridiculed, and they would have like, nah, it don't work like that. <laughs> you know that we, we would have ridiculed you in a ton of different ways. I know that, but still, but it's still not right. So I like there for like a few times a year, and then if you fuck up, I have to pay the price because you're not good enough. <laughs> That's wrong. That's wrong, man. I can neither confirm nor deny that a certain producer said, wouldn't it be funny if you just tanked it the rest of the way, just so Ronis has to take a pie to the face? That was Ani. I'm assuming. I, I can neither confirm yeah, nor was, deny. It was definitely Ani. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about that. No taking allowed, bro. This is not the NBA where we're trying to get draft picks here, so don't do that. <laughs> Believe me. Listen. I, I did the whole pie bet thing for, you know, that that year that we did. I think it was 2019 that we did. It was the year before COVID that we did the uh, the, the pie bet. And, um, yeah, dude, I, I took a couple of pies that year. It's not fun. I mean, it's, it's entertaining. And right. the person who gets to pie you in the face has the ultimate time of their lives. Like, that was always the best part about the pie bet. And watching the videos that kept getting posted, it wasn't about, I mean, yes, obviously it's funny watching somebody get hit in the face with a pie, but to see, like, to hear the wives giggle, to hear the kids laugh as they're pieing their, like, their dad in the face, I tell you, man, it was, it was brilliant. It was absolutely hysterical. So, you know. but it's for but the it, people. What's that? It's for the people. It's for the people. That's right. It's for the people. We did it for charity. Um, I don't think there's a charity aspect to this one here, but we might, uh, you know, we're, we're bringing it back, you know, to, to, you know, so to speak. So to speak. How about Brian Burns being at a complete disadvantage? He produces, he's the main producer on Fridays, right? But he's the associate producer for the rest of the week. Oh, yeah. So that's where you tank. Well, I mean, yeah, he's a, you know, he, 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 the associate producers are winning right now. They're up, they got six. But it's whoever right. finishes last, right? 
Yes, and that's okay. right now. That's Ani slash Burns. Yeah, what a shock! He could he could be getting screwed. Yeah, that's what I said. It's Dude, a long I, season though, bro. You're uh, wait. Well, I'm assuming you guys are not doing this when football starts, right? Because you won't be talking fucking baseball in September, let alone August. So, is there a final deadline date for this? Or you guys didn't talk about that? I, I think I think I could still do it all year long. Really? Why not? Yeah, so you're going to spend the last minute of a show on a football Friday. All right, so what is our best bet for baseball today? I don't know. We'll just we'll throw it in. Pick to click. We're keep we're going to keep keep it going. Pick to click. Who you got? That's it. Just name the player and then move on. Okay. We don't need the we don't need the song and dance. We don't need the 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 rationale behind it. I don't give a fuck if some dude's hitting. You know, three has a three seventy woba against a, a left hander. It doesn't matter. Just you know. Got to got to finish strong. You got to you got to you got to see it through. Right, it's okay. a long season. I get it. You got to see it through. Don't worry, Adam. I won't lose. I have a feeling it, it will not go to September. That you guys will forget. It'll fizzle. Something will happen. So hurtful. I'm just saying. I know how this shit works on the <laughs> channel too. It's like, oh, baseball. What's that? That doesn't that doesn't exist in June. Well, like I said, we're not going to do it the whole time. We're not going to. We're not going to make it. It's not even going to be a full segment. Hey guys, pick to click. Who you got? Boom, 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 done. Boom, 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 just like that. Boom, okay. boom, boom. <clears throat> All right. Um. Let me. Uh. Let's let's do a quick shout out to our sponsors. Let's pay some bills here. When we come back, gonna find out what's going on in the NBA. Adam Ronis, Howard Bender. This is Annie Up. We'll be right back after this. So, Adam, I, you know, the, the one NBA story that I actually did follow uh, over the weekend, Ben Simmons, dude. Like, well, that should not be the thing you talk about with the NBA. Really? That's what you come on. Who cares? I mean, honestly, it's irrelevant at this point. What kind shouldn't of a even punk be, is he? He's a we punk. It's not. It, we shouldn't be talking about him though. If you're gonna talk NBA playoffs, like like that's the last guy. I, I know people do it for headlines and everything, but it doesn't matter. There's actual games on the court. Don't even give that guy any publicity right now. You that's hate my him, opinion. Don't you do you hate him? No, I, I'm indifferent on him. I really it doesn't matter to me. But like, we got so much going on in NBA playoffs, and so much has changed uh, in the past week that like. You know, I don't think he was going to make a difference anyway. Has what's gone on in the NBA playoffs right now affected your picks in any way? Picks in what do you mean? The picks I'm you know, just for like who's winning the series, who's coming through, who's doing what? Because I know, like, you know, the the was it the Mavs and Jazz are tied at two, right? Yeah, but Luka Doncic just came back for game four, so to me. That changes things drastically, even though they lost the game that he played in. Um, the fact that he came back healthy and played 34 minutes, uh, I think Dallas wins that series. I think Utah was fortunate to pull out game four. They won by a point. Uh, but I think Dallas will win the series now. And they were underdogs coming in just because we didn't know when Luka would return. Um, but really, the big story right now is Devin Booker has a hamstring injury for Phoenix, and they are 2-2 against the Pelicans in the 1-8 game. So they lost last night. Pelicans were phenomenal at home. Uh, they really got under the skin of Phoenix. Chris Paul had a great game three where he just couldn't miss in the fourth quarter. 
and he just couldn't get it done last night. So I still think Phoenix wins the series, but you know, without Devin Booker, probably the next round, you hope that you can win and get to the conference finals and have them. And Golden State right now is, has become the favorite in the, by the books. Their number keeps going up because right now they are the healthiest team or one of the healthiest. And that was one of the big problems for them this year was uh, we saw Draymond Green miss a significant portion of the season. Klay Thompson wasn't there at the beginning. Curry missed the end of the season. Those guys in the regular season, I think, played one or two games together, all three. Now, all of a sudden, they're all healthy. Jordan Poole's playing great, and they're the favorite. Uh, they did lose yesterday, but they were up three games to zero, and they almost came back, but Denver pulled it off. I think Golden State will win in five. Um, so they're in good shape. Again, Phoenix is really good, but they're going to need Devin Booker to beat Golden State. Right. And then in the East, I mean, it's gotten really interesting now because Chris Middleton is out from Milwaukee. Uh, he's got an MCL sprain. They're saying two to three weeks. So they they were 1-1 with the Bulls, and I couldn't believe that. I was like, no way. But the last two games, they've won easily. So they'll take care of the Bulls. But now things have opened up in the East for Boston and Miami because Boston now – we're recording as they're playing game four and Boston mm-hmm. is up on the nets seven points midway through the third quarter. So there's a good chance by the time you're listening, Boston has advanced. And if Boston wins this series, they go play Milwaukee and Milwaukee might not have Middleton. So that's a big deal. So Boston gets through that. Miami is up three, one on Atlanta. Philly's up three, one on Toronto playing tonight, but Joel Embiid has a torn thumb ligament that he said he's going to play through. Now he didn't look good. He didn't look as good. Last game, I see he's off to a pretty good start tonight with eight points, five rebounds in the first quarter. But, I mean, it's open up for Boston or Miami to come out of the East based on the injuries. And that's what we saw last year. Like, injuries were a big factor, and it's happening again. So we're seeing a lot of shifts right now in these odds uh, to, to win the title. Who's the biggest shift so far in the East? Well, you just said that, that Golden State's the favorite now over Phoenix. Who's in the East? Who's the favorite? Well, Boston is going to move up significantly because, you know, obviously the hype on Brooklyn and they handled them. I mean, they easily could have lost one of the first two games. Boston was pretty much in control in game three. But I think it's a combination of people overrated Brooklyn a little bit. And I think people have not been given enough credit to Boston. This team has been one of the best teams in the NBA since late December, early January. They're a top five, top defensive team in the NBA. They were number one in defensive efficiency. Golden State might have been one if they had Draymond Green all year, but they've been really good for a while. So they're they're right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Golden State's plus 280 to win. Boston's plus 390. Phoenix plus 450. Miami plus 700. Bucks plus 750. Grizzlies plus 1200. Grizzlies are in a dogfight right now. They're 2-2 in Minnesota. Um, after Minnesota had an epic collapse in game three, and they rebounded and won game four, which is a great sign for a young team. Um, and yeah, Miami, I, I don't know if I said it with you or it was on alarm after hours or somewhere else, but I said before the playoffs that to me, if you bet on Miami to come out of the East at plus 400, when I saw the bracket, I was like, that's not a bad bet because the way I looked at it was Miami's going to win the first round against Atlanta. Then they're going to get the winner of Philly, Toronto. And I don't buy Philly. And now with this Embiid injury, I think it hurts. So Miami could beat them. Now they're in the Eastern Conference Finals and they only have to beat one out of Boston, Milwaukee, and Brooklyn. And if they do get there, you can just hedge it depending on the price and work it in a way that you can profit. So 
But the bracket has definitely opened up very well for Boston and Miami um, because, yeah, Boston will have a tough matchup against Milwaukee. But if Chris Middleton's not playing, that's a problem for them against Boston. It just is. They're able to get by Chicago without him, but it's going to be a problem against Boston because Boston has basically shut down Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I mean, Durant's having a really good game tonight, but it's too late, man. Where were you in game three? Kevin Durant took 11 shots from the field in game three. They were down 2-0 coming home, and that's really the big game. He takes 11 shots from the field? Come on, man. So I don't care what you do in game four. Now, if they come back and become the first team in NBA history to come back from 3-0, okay, I'll say, boy, I was wrong, and they just, what a, but I don't see it. Like, they've shown no signs of life. Um, Kyrie Irving had one uh, big game one, and then games two and three done nothing. Um, right. and, he, and Durant's been pretty quiet up until game four when it's, again, it's too late. You know, I, at some point, some team in the NBA is going to come back from 3-0 in the playoffs, but it's not going to be this Brooklyn team. Not going to be the Brooklyn team. If you had to pick right now, right now, based on everything that's going on, the injuries that you've seen at the moment right now, is it is it Golden State versus Boston in the finals? Probably. I really don't want to give up on Phoenix. They need Booker. I mean, if they're saying, I mean, Booker could be back, but it's hamstrings are tricky, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just don't know. Like, yeah, I'd probably go with those two. I mean, Golden State. The thing is, I hate, and people do this too much. I hate when people like they're all anointing Golden State now. And I'm like, wait, they're playing Denver. Denver just has Jokic, and that's it. You know what I mean? So, like, can't go too crazy. But the difference is, is it's the health of Golden State. That was the only thing that was holding me back. And I said it before the playoffs. I said the only team in the West that can beat Phoenix is Golden State. And when you have Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Thompson all healthy, these guys have won championships before. They're experienced. They're big game players. And Jordan Poole. Uh, has played very well. He's fit in. Wiggins, you know, now it doesn't have to play a big role. Complimentary role fits in well. And they're a top defensive team. So uh, that was the only question with Golden State was health. And again, this is same thing with Phoenix. You know, if you don't have Booker, that's your that's your big scoring guy. Now Chris Paul has to score a lot more and he can do it, but he's not used to that role. And you you saw he can't do it night and night. He didn't do it last night. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. This landscape just changes so much, man, which is why it's not – I don't love to bet too much, too many futures just because so many – so much – I mean, we're talking about so much has changed since you've been gone off the podcast for a fucking week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let alone what happens in like two months. So that's why is injuries are just – are such a big factor in sports now in general, but especially when you're talking to NBA players. We saw it last year. You know, I, I truly think – Phoenix, Phoenix was the team that benefited. And I, I didn't want to take anything away from them because they were a very good team. But every other team in a conference had a major injury from the Lakers, Clippers, everyone, Denver. So they were the healthiest team. They got to the finals. But, you know, without Booker, I mean, Chris Paul took eight shots from the field yesterday. He scored four points, four points. You know, they, they can't win like that if Booker's out and four points. So, you know, at least you have a few intriguing series now. You got Pelican, Suns 2-2. Dallas, Utah, 2-2, Memphis, Minnesota, 2-2. So at least there's some intriguing series. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, you know, not that that it was that things were a foregone conclusion before, but 
you know, there you you had your favorites and you kind of and you kind of I like I like a shake up like this. You know, I mean, I, I, I do. I, I know that, you know, for, for fans of of the top teams who are expecting, a, you know, a, a championship, you know, obviously uh, my condolences, but not, you know, sort of not yet. I'm not saying not ruling your teams out yet. I just, you know, I, I feel like it becomes a little bit more entertaining for the casual fan, right? To to just kind of see the upsets happen and, you know, see somebody, uh, you know, pop in and, and do something that you just, you really weren't expecting them to advance. So, like, no, I got to be honest I, with you, man. I, 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 I feel like, I feel like, I, you know, I, like, I'm happy that Brooklyn is going to get knocked out. Why? You know, it's just I, because I root against super teams. They're not really a super team. They have two superstars. Well, they, you know, they, they, they were. They started off when it was Harden and Kyrie and uh, and KD, and you know, then you know, then, then they made the trade and whatever. I mean, I get that, but you know, it was like that. That like you know, we we're we we're this phenomenal super team coming into the season. I just, I just, I, I root against super teams. I do. So I yeah, I mean, I, I think it's actually – I think it's bad for the NBA that Brooklyn is not going to make it out of the first round. But, I mean, again, I don't think it's going to affect uh, – I just think it's more intriguing. But you know what? It's on Brooklyn, man. You shouldn't have been the seventh seed. I mean, I know they had issues with Kyrie Irving sitting out mm -hmm. home games through the vaccination stuff, and then Durant got hurt, and then the trade obviously didn't work out, but they had to move Harden. He didn't want to be there. Right. Um, clashing with the guys so you knew you needed to move them and they took a shot and the ben simmons thing it did not work out but um i don't think it's going to work out for philly either but i understand why they did it uh but yeah i mean they just they got a tough draw you know getting boston uh in the first round i mean boston is one of the best teams there's no doubt about it they've been doing this for like three and a half months now they got off to a shaky start and then they just turned it on and they were just I mean, Jason, that's the thing. Like, everyone talks Durant and Kyrie. Like, Jason Tatum is one of the best players in the NBA. Like, give this guy his due. Jalen Brown is good. Marcus Smart with Defensive Player of the Year. This is a really good team. They don't have a lot of depth off the bench, um, but they're a really good team. And I think maybe some people didn't give them enough credit. Um, and now they're showing – and even at the end of the season, you know, people are like, oh, our team's going to lose intentionally to avoid Brooklyn – they could have done that that last game of the season, and they didn't. They said, we're going to play, guys, and we're going to win. We're going to get the two seed. Bring whoever we play on. And they have that attitude now um, here because um, they have really – they've just dominated. Not dominated, but they've been in control of this series. Uh, again, even though uh, game one was a one-point game, it was really exciting. I'm like, give me seven games of this. And then game two was close. And then game three, Boston was kind of, they won by six, but they, they kind of seemed in control. And it's just, that was the game. Brooklyn needed that, man. Like you can't, you're, you're coming home down 2-0, two, two tough losses. You got to show up and perform. And again, Kevin Durant putting up 11 shots from the field. Like, come on, man. That cannot happen. All right. And he's got, and he's got, he's got 27 points late in the third quarter on Monday night. It's like, Okay, <laughs> it, it doesn't mean anything unless you guys – if you guys come back and win four straight, you're going to make me eat my words, right? Like, damn, holy shit, look at what an amazing performance. But after that, I mean, it really doesn't mean anything because, you know, 
And they're still down 10 late in the third quarter. And this is what I've said about the Nets. They cannot win if they don't get two great games. They need Durant and Kyrie to play great. And what happened? Game one, Kyrie was phenomenal, hit every shot. Durant didn't play well. They didn't win. They lost by one. Think about that. They lost by one with Durant not playing well. Tonight, late third quarter, Durant has 27. Kyrie has 11. They, they, they rely so much on those two guys to have big games. They can't win if both guys are not having a big game. That's the problem with this team. That Nick Claxton couldn't make a fucking free throw if his life depended on it. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't help either. <laughs> it certainly does not. All right. All right. I like it, man. I like it. Full landscape there of the NBA. Little landscape there of MLB. You excited for the NFL draft coming up? Excited? Too uh, early for you still? Still too early? Yeah, it is. I mean, look, the NFL draft's always good and everything, but it's just, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I don't get as – the people who get really excited are the people that only do football because that's all they know, right? So it's like, oh, this is – I mean – I don't, do you like, is it really that great to watch? Like, it's like, okay, who did my team get? Where did this the draft? Guy go? No, the draft it's, is the fucking worst to watch, okay. dude. Yeah, it is. I hate it. Yeah, it I, is. I don't hate, I don't hate it, but I, I don't get into the draft. Like some people get into the draft. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's the people who only like NFL, like, or that's like their 90% of their, fo- those are the guys who love it. Right. Because that's all they do. They don't care about the baseball games on the night. They don't care about the NBA or the NHL, right? You know, they're uh, maybe they follow it a little bit or they just, yeah, they're not into it. So it's like, oh, this is all I do. So that's why they're so into it. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, I can't get into it as much. I mean, I can appreciate it. You know, Jets have two top 10 picks. We'll see if they fuck that up somehow. I'm sure they will in some way or another. But yeah. Um, for those of you out there, though, who are listening and who do love the old uh, NFL draft, our coverage over at Fantasy Alarm is going to be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and that's right? what I'm going to Ab- do. So I'm going to follow the coverage and read all the stuff. There you go. Right? You got you got Andrew Cooper, Kevin Tompkins, Britt Flynn. They're going to be uh, holding court on the Lightning Round live stream, which is now powered by Fantasy Alarm. We uh, we picked that one up. Um, you know, Impembo will be on there. Sir, Dan Servadidio will be on there as well. All the coverage is free. Everything over at Fantasy Alarm is free. And uh, in celebration of the NFL draft, we've thrown out our uh, our NFL uh, early bird special here. So fantasyalarm.com slash NFL pro. Use the promo code NFL draft. You get everything for football with 30% off. Plus, we're going to give you all of baseball for free as well. So fantasyalarm.com slash NFL pro promo code NFL draft. Take 30 percent off and you get all of MLB in conjunction with everything in NFL. So for me, Adam, it's like build that bankroll up playing MLB DFS and do some betting and build that bankroll up there. And then, boom, just let it all fly once football season starts. That sounds like a great plan. Doesn't it? It, it does. does. All right. Well, I am uh, I'm, I'm a bit under the weather from my uh, my lovely vacation here. 
So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna call it for uh, for us uh, here tonight because I got to um, got to rest the vocal cords. I got to take some cold meds. Got to make sure I shake off this Wook flu slash COVID slash all the other fun stuff that that happened. I knew it by the way. Coming out of night one at Madison Square Garden, Adam, I was like, you know, it was like it was it was hot. It was kind of dank. I was like. This place is dripping with COVID, right? <laughs> dripping. It's like, bleed, you know, like in the Amityville horror when the walls bleed? That was MSG with the COVID. <laughs> so um, I don't want <coughs> to give you guys the COVID uh, while I'm sitting here on the pod. So uh, I will say thank you so much for liking, subscribing, tuning in. Adam, thank you for catching me up on everything. Um, I've missed you. I had you. I, I got to hang out with you one night, and then uh, and and then I haven't talked to you since. So um, it's good to be back. It's definitely good having you back. Right on. Well, we will uh, we will reconvene tomorrow. So everybody out there, thank you for listening. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.